Eclipse FC, and I, my brain is on a roll right now, and I blame it on John Franchick and uh, John Kikoris, who just had a podcast on the 343 podcast, and there was a spot in the conversation, I haven't even finished the whole episode, this is why my brain is on fire, so I can't even move on with the episode because I'm like so locked in on this one idea, but it was the idea of repetition, automatism, and mastery, and their conversation just lit it up for me. Um, I, because I've been part of 343 and their coaching curriculum, have taken the number of activities that I work with my teams and players and just diminished it big time. Um, And the reason behind that, and now I'm starting to reap the benefits with uh, like my 04 girls team, my U18 boys team, is now I'm able to, because we crush certain things so much, that now we're able to move on to a different activity. Um, I'm working on a medium blog post, which I'll be getting out here soon, um, but I can't wait. So I just want to kind of get it out so I can verbally hear it and just talk it out. But they were talking about the idea of repetition, and both Johns have talked about how they both used um, similar activities. So like for me, for instance, every session with me is a 4v1 or depending on numbers, maybe a 3v1. And it's constant reinforcement of receiving across the body, moving to the closest cone to create a passing option. And then when I make a clean first touch, then I can play quickly with my second. So it's all that same repetition over and over and over again so that when we move to positional rondos, double rondos, um, any of those other little options building out of the back and all that, then they already have some of the ingrained things. And one of the things that I love about the comment was when you are one of those that gets, so like for instance, I get a lot of drills sent to me like, hey, try this and this is a great way to work on building out of the back or finishing or connecting to the lines or whatever it might be. Um, if you are one of those coaches who every week shows up with a new activity, I know from experience that you end up spending, the first time you do an activity, spending more time explaining how the activity works. Like you go here, then you go there, and this is your decision that needs to be made. And you do not get to work on the actual, what the actual activity is supposed to, what the kids are supposed to be getting from said activity. Um, So when you do that, and another great comment in the little podcast was about, then you end up with people that they're thinking about, like, where am I supposed to be? Like, where's the next pass go? Versus understanding what specific details, how I receive the ball, where I need to have my head up, where do I position when my teammate has the ball? Um, All those little, like, cues that I like to use, um, they aren't there. They're missing from the whole activity because you're more worried about the logistics of you need to move to here and then this needs to go here and this cone marks this spot and so all those things like hey this this gate here you dribble through and it equals you know one point and then and at the end of it you end up spending more time just micromanaging and moving them around versus hey I want to see you open your body up or I want your body position to be here in relation to the ball here's the other thing so then that becomes repetition The automatism, the ability, for instance, to receive across the body should be an automatic for every soccer player, in my opinion. The fact that, and 
John Pranjic said this in his podcast was, if you are reminding them, that's great. But if you have to continue to remind a kid, it should that's one thing they should not have to think about. That should be, boom, the ball comes to me, I'm going to let it go across my body, I'm going to click touch, and I play. You have bigger things. There's things that we need to continue to remind them about um, in terms of looking for opportunities for a combination play or doing the attacking pattern or, hey, we're building out in the back and my keeper has the ball, so I need to slide to a certain spot. All those things have to be automatic. You see it all the time with FC Barcelona. Uh, Liverpool's Man City, those ones that play out of the back, every time their keeper gets it, boom, there are people, that they're, the center backs, the outside backs, and the defensive mids make their moves every single time. Uh, when they start going forward, their wingers are doing certain moves every single time, like losing their man um, to create options so that they can go forward into the attacking third. The final thing is mastery, and I thought this was awesome was that there was a mention of the mastery part because you're using the same activity over and over and over again, the coach becomes better at coaching it. So like I said, every new activity that you start, yeah, it's going to take, it's hard to explain it sometimes. You can see it in your head and then you struggle. But what happens is if you've done it season after season after season, like I'm doing 4v1s and we'll be introducing those to my um, younger club teams now i'm going to start doing 4v1s and 3v1s with so many times over and over and over again that now i can fine-tune the details about get closer to the cone receive across the body your body position it's two touch mandatory receive and then play quickly after you play your pass move toward the person with the ball all things that one does while on the actual field of play during a game The cool thing about it is the idea of mastery. We keep thinking, oh, it's got to be the players. The players are developing. They are growing. Um, So when I'm using a, you know, working with a 10-year-old, I want to keep ingraining these. But the cool thing is, is as I get better explaining it, so I'm talking about body position, receiving across the body, um, quick touch, and then play it, and then movement. If I say that to them when they're 10, and then I work with them when they're 11, and 12 and 13 by the time i throw them out there at 15 16 and they're doing a 4v1 it's just automatic i'm not reminding them and now i can start talking about some other little things um and interweave more ideas that'll help them with their development moving forward um and i this i mean if you have not listened to this podcast it's straight fire um and i like i said i'm not even through the entire thing um and like i said i'm writing up a post i'm going to be sending this quick audio and the post to my club coaches because for me i kind of identify what do i want my players to be able to do um straight up like right from the get-go um in terms of once i get them to that automatism level so not maybe from the get-go but after i've been working with them i want to be able to see players that receive across the body I want to see players that know positionally where they should be on the field with relation to the ball on offense and defense, but also their body position. So how can I receive that will help me keep possession? Or where do I go defensively um, in relation to the ball if it's 1v1 or if I'm like a, you know, it's 2v1 or whatever it might be. On top of recognizing Um, some pattern plays, so certain things that I can make in terms of runs depending on where the ball is 
um, in the attacking third or for the midfield? Are we going to keep it versus try to do some type of overlapping or a combination play through the midfield, et cetera, et cetera? And then also one of the things that um, I'm kind of stealing from Kokoris is the idea of focusing more on like 2v1s, 3v1s, 3v2s. Because I think, um, as he kind of pointed out, and I loved it, was that we have a tendency to be dribble happy, which is great. I love to be confident and comfortable on the ball, which is something I'm really stressing with my youngest of players, so my three, four, five, six-year-olds and sevens. But then the next question becomes recognizing when is a good time to get rid of the ball? When is a good time to play a pass? Um, so like one of their big things, which I love, is the idea of passing in the defensive third. We want to limit limit the number of dribbling that we do because the more time in the ball means that the players can be closed down quicker and our space is diminished. So can we play a little bit quicker and then go forward with the ball? Um, it's just a ton of stuff. I don't even know if any of this stuff that I've just shared even makes sense. Like I said, I'm trying to put it into a written form that I can share with my club coaches. Uh, but I want specific. And like I said, my activities are so – I'm probably down to 10 activities that I like to use, um, you know, from just a quick little dribble circle to my rondos. Um, we have some expanded rondos and so some positional things um, that we're working on. To, um, some pattern play type of stuff so developing where should you be every single time every single time my keeper gets it to build out or hey if it's my right back with the ball here are the movements that should be occurring every single time and then from there recognizing the ideas of okay it's 1v1 can I go it's 2v1 what can we do to take advantage of it 3v1 what can we do to take advantage of it um, and what have you and my big thing now with my teams because they're older and we've now ingrained some of this stuff in them already is the idea of now is losing your man. I've worked so much on like the back line and the mid. Now we're starting to transition to the attack and linking all three lines um, moving forward. So a lot of information spewing out of my head here. Uh, I really cannot, I can't enforce it enough or suggest it enough to go to the 343 podcast um, and just look it up and it's just awesome. Uh, This is one episode that every time I'm hearing them now, um, the stuff that's being shared is just, it's it's crushing it. And the cool thing for me is um, this stuff, so much of this is out there on the internet um, that you can listen to and there's people you can agree with, disagree with, but you can pick and choose pieces. that you like and this is another opportunity for us to do that we live in this like world where the internet is so awesome to just go off and grab and whatever and one of the things too that i love about like the people that um, that are on the podcast and other ones that are out there is we're in this to continually help other coaches so i'm just sharing this because this like sparked a light bulb for me and it's something that i hope will resonate with my club coaches um moving forward so I know it's a long one. Hey, this is Kieran with Eclipse FC. Would love to have some feedback. Um, I'm on Twitter, Eclipse FC underscore Boyle. I'm also on Instagram at Eclipse FC underscore Boyle. I'd love for you to kind of follow this podcast. This is just more of me ranting and throwing my two cents out there. 
Um, Eclipse Football Club is on Facebook, as the name is, Eclipse Football Club, um, F-U-G-B-O-L Club, and yeah, that's about it. I'm out of breath, and I'm finally home from school. So, Eclipse FC, train to develop, play to win.